Hello and welcome back to I Don't Know What I'm Talking About. Big news in the paranormal community, the ghost video has been debunked. This is going to sound very narcissistic, but I'm loving how my voice is sounding right now. It's very early in, uh, on a Sunday morning, and I uh, I think, um, as mentioned in the last episode, um, which I recorded yesterday, I did a concert last night, and I think my, I, I gave it just ever so slightly too much, and uh, my vocals got the better of me, and I've woken up this morning with not a cold, because I had that last week, but I've got this time, I don't know, I guess just like vocal fry. I don't know if that's a real thing, but I've, I've woken up having sung my heart out last night, and uh, it went well. It was a really nice night. It was a good concert, well-received. People enjoyed it. So, yeah, right then, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The video has been debunked. I don't think this is universal knowledge yet. I know that I have debunked it, and my friend Sarah knows as well because I told her and I showed her my evidence, and it's it's pretty conclusive. So it turns out the shadow was created by Emma. But, and I want to say now that because I've debunked, like, I I, I was not happy that I debunked it. I was so excited that there was this video that I knew wasn't fake. And I, because, you know, because I was there and I saw it happen in real time, I, I knew that it was unexplainable as far as I could see. I'd seen the footage or seen bits of the footage from uh, from the CCTV where I was like one of us would have surely had to have made like a very specific and exaggerated movement to have created that shadow it turns out that's not the case Emma moved her hand it was sensationally subtle but her hand was close enough to the source of the light that even it, her hand movement wasn't even super fast but it, because it was so close to the source of the light and it created the shadow on the wall, and you can see this all. In, 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 I, I've I've created a video where the where, where with my evidence, and you you can see she moves her hand. It creates a shadow on the wall. It's at exactly the same time as the shadow goes past in the mirror, and the mirror itself is only a small little segment for the shadow to shoot past anyway. So that would go fast past that little tiny little bit. And I just want to say to the guys at my haunted hotel, I'm look I. I lo- I love their channel. I love that I love their building. I love what they're doing. And something that I really appreciate that those guys do is they don't just hear of something paranormal happening and go in, "Yep, yeah, that's a ghost." They do try and debunk it. And I was there that night and the the first thing that they did was, "Right, right, let's check the CCTV to make sure it wasn't one of you guys." And there was also another instance where I heard someone say hello and the guys actually said they actually had a look at the CCTV and pointed out that the at the time when I heard someone say hello, there was a couple walking out, walking past outside. So I do just want to say that the guys at my haunted hotel are brilliant. And, and me having debunked this is in no way a slight towards those guys. Like I said, I, lo- I love what they're doing with, with this, this whole venture. And I appreciate that they will always try and debunk it before accepting it's a ghost. It's just unfortunate it, at this time, I, I have, I... I was looking so specifically for something to try and explain this away that I 
I managed to spot something. So here's here's the story. Also, no no ill feelings towards towards Emma either. I'm 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 very aware that I'm saying, oh yeah, Emma moved her hand and created the shadow. Genuinely, it was such a very subtle hand movement. It, I think she just moved her hand off her knee and down onto like like her knees were up to, up to her chest, and I think she had a hand on her knee and she just moved it down t- to like her lap or something. Um, and this just happened to create the shadow. So no, like. And so, like, no blame is towards her. Like, n- like I promise you, nothing was faked that night. This was just a massive coincidence. I'm not suggesting that she moved her hand to create the shadow and purposely do that. Th- there's no way that she did that. And anyone who thinks that she did that can f*** off. So, here's how I debunked it. Our find, our paranormal find of the shadow figure, quote-unquote, was so well-received by the staff we had a look at the CCTV. We couldn't see any because, like I said, we we thought it would have had to have been a very specific, exaggerated, uh, and fast-moving expression by one of us in the room to have created that shadow. And so that's what we were looking for when we when we first sort of reviewed it, and we couldn't find anything like that. So we were like, "This is this is confusing. This is maybe not paranormal, but at least unexplained." So the guys at my haunted hotel actually chose to put that 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 video evidence that that shadow figure in the mirror chose to put it into one of their youtube videos i was really excited to see it i was like i'm going to sit down and watch this and i sat down and i watched it and they showed our video of the shadow figure going past the mirror and then they showed the footage of the room where none of us move but right at the end of the video and the thing is what i don't want is for people to start saying oh Oh, they've they've presented it on their video as proof of the paranormal, um, uh, when it's actually not. It's fake. It it's absolutely not fake. Their belief was that it was proof because none of us saw this. None of none of us saw any reason why it wasn't proof, or at least unexplained. But for me personally, as a skeptic, but a skeptic who does have a very keen interest in the paranormal and probably deep down does want to believe i i want to believe but i need my proof to be authentic so i need to, i i i have to for my own peace of mind i have to go down every avenue i have to look at every single piece of tiny little evidence before i can say do you know what there's absolutely nothing that it could be nothing else that it could be so i will confess when i watched their footage back on the YouTube video, I slowed it down. I was l- looking between screenshots, uh, between between cuts in the video to see like if anything had happened, and I did. I spotted it right towards the end of the video. They show a shot of me sat on the bed with the shadow figure behind me, and as it cuts to the CCTV, it's very very fast, and you barely see it. I only saw it because I slowed it down because I need my fa- I need my proof to be authentic. I need it to be scientifically accurate before I can accept it. And it's because I, w- I went specifically that extra mile to find it. And I do apologize to the guys. I do feel awful because I like, I've, like I've been banging on about for the, like the past couple of weeks. This I thought this was brilliant evidence, but I have gone and debunked it. So what happens is it cuts from me on the bed to the CCTV footage right almost immediately after the cut you you would miss it if you're watching it in real time but I slowed it down Uh, Emma does move her hand then what I did is I screen recorded it split it in two, put it together and you can see 
I, I will post it on my Instagram, but you will see Emma moves her hand on the CC. This is the CCTV. Emma moves her hand and her hand projects a shadow on the wall, the wall that the mirror is pointing towards where the shadow figure, quote unquote, scoots past. Uh, and next to that, I've put the video of me sat on the bed with the shadow figure there. At exactly that moment, I move my head and my toes in both videos. So that 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 we know was in exactly the same moment is when I move my head and my toes at the same time. So yeah, that for me and some people specifically I think I mentioned her in the last episode. I have no I have no dislike or or malice towards Yvette Fielding, but Yvette Fielding is one of those people who and like I said, I mean I mean nothing but love and peace towards this lady. Yvette Fielding is the type of woman that you will tell her a ghost story and she will believe it. She doesn't need proof. Yep, I believe you. You've got no you've got no reason to lie to me. Whereas I'm very much like, okay, that's your experience. I'm not going to believe it because it's merely anecdotal. I need proof. And I think there are people out there like Yvette Fielding that would I would I would come and I'd go, "Oh, here's this ghost video." And she'd go, "This is phenomenal." And then I'd go two weeks later. Oh, sorry, I've debunked it, and here's my evidence. And she'd go, "No, that I don't think that's right. That's this is me spitballing here. I don't know that that's a fact. I'll put the video up on my Instagram page at Don't Know What Pod. I'll show you the you know my 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 evidence of debunking, and uh, we'll see what you think. And also, I I'd like to think that the guys at my haunted hotel will appreciate this rather than dislike it because, like I said, they are always very keen to debunk things or at least they were on the night i like to think that they would just they would just appreciate me going that extra mile for it to be authentic because there are other things that they've caught that i wouldn't be able to debunk personally the only reason i was able to debunk that one is because i was there so uh yeah there we go the ghost video is not a ghost video i waffled on for a while on that so let's dive straight into the episode shall we let's go the topic is cars. Now, do we want to talk about cars the film or cars the cars? <laughs> I don't uh, have a huge interest in cars. Lots of people do. I had, I used to work with a guy who had a Ford Mondeo and I didn't even know this existed, but he would go every year to the Ford Mondeo festival as if that's a thing. I wonder if they have festivals for all uh, models and makes of cars, like a Seat Arona. I can't imagine there's any festival for them. Maybe in like Brighton, where a larger majority of the people there are above 80. So cars. Obviously, being a fan of Disney, people would probably expect me to talk about Cars the film. Um, I'll be honest with you. Cars is a film I think I've seen once. Cars 2, I don't think I saw. Or if I did, I don't remember it. I, I seem to recall Cars 2... It was a bit of a box office flop. People people didn't seem to like it. And then Cars 3 came out, and I think I've seen, like, half of it. So I'm not going to be able to talk about Cars 3. Or Cars, the Cars the movie franchise at all, really. Ooh, tell you what I can talk about. It's actually, it's a show. You can probably find it on YouTube now. <clears throat> and this is Disney World related. As people know, I love talking about that. But I don't think I've talked about it for a while now on the podcast. There used to be a car show in Disney World, and like I said, it's probably now available on uh, on YouTube. And it was 
honestly phenomenal. It was a stunt show, and I, Lightning McQueen did make an appearance on that as well. Um, so like Disney had made this car look like Lightning McQueen, and he drove out, and he talked, and his little mouth moved, and his eyes moved. It was insane what they were like, what they were able to do. With, with you know with, with with the technology that they have if you haven't watched the imagineering story watch the imagineering story on disney plus just a quick tangent um it's phenomenal what they do it's it, it basically follows the story of when walt disney first came up with the concept of disney world uh, well disneyland originally and in, in california and then obviously that grew and expanded to disney world in florida then they went to paris and then now they've more or less taken over the world the, the the innovation that the Disney company have, because they have these people called Imagineers, which are like, it's obviously made up of the word imagination and engineers. And these people are the people that basically make Disney happen. If it wasn't for them, you wouldn't have a, 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 the largest majority of things in, in Disney or Disney World or Disneyland or, you know, whatever. One, one thing that I find baffling is that someone will come up with an idea and say oh we've come up with an attraction and we want it to do this and the imagineers go well that that kind of technology doesn't exist and then so then the guy heading up will go well then invent it and they do it's 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 absurd so go and watch the imagineering story on uh on on disney plus that was a very quick tangent. I'm going back now to this car show that I was talking about. You will be able to find it on YouTube. I'm not going to tell you about the whole thing, but what I will tell you is, as as most things are in Disney World, it's over the top, it's flashy, it's um, explosive, it's amazing. Like I said, a stunt show. You've got these like stunt drivers driving, hanging out of cars, pretending to shoot each other, cars flying, uh, you know, going flying off ramps through fire. You've got there's one point where a car drives backwards, literally reverses around this court, uh, well this like obstacle course, and it and and, and it's, it's reversing at about forty miles an hour, probably even more. I don't know what the sort of physics of trying to get a car off the ground is. Uh, you know what speed you have to be going to be get, to get it off the ground off a ramp, but it reverses around this sort of obstacle course and then over this ramp and flies through the air in reverse and lands it's phenomenal um, but yeah i guess it, was, it would have been called like the hollywood studios car spectacular or something to to that effect so go youtube that and uh, let me know what you think of it i might put, pop a little clip up on uh, on the instagram at don't know what pod go follow me i used to work my previous job before I worked where I work now, building ice cream vans, I used to work at, um, I was going to say I'm probably not allowed to say this, but I I can because it's not like they'll fire me. Uh, I don't work for them anymore. I used to work at Bentley Motors. That's another thing that sort of crew is kind of famous for is that uh, Bentley, as in the car, is, is manufactured in crew uh, almost exclusively. And I used to work there. I worked in the paint shop. I actually worked in several different departments over the years, but I, I, I sort of finished in the paint shop. I was in, in on the engine line for a short while. And celebrities did used to pop through. Michael Bolton came through once. And there was a guy uh, working on, on the line with me, and he said, you can always tell who the most the most sort of rich people are walking through because they'll be the people that are dressed the worst because it doesn't matter to them. 
they'll look at you and go, oh, sorry, you don't like how I'm dressed. Look how many shits I give. I could buy you. So, uh, yeah, there was one guy that came down once wearing um, highlighter green Crocs, corduroy beige uh, shorts, and then a Hawaiian shirt, like pink and blue, with like, you know, those, like, not even like a baseball cap, but those like visors with the plastic brim that people that like golfers wear he looked ridiculous but he was probably a multi-billionaire wasn't a celebrity but was clearly someone with with a bit of money because if it turns out if you'll get if you're buying yourself a bentley they they'll give you a tour of the factory so yeah i started off in the engine line when i worked at bentley and i finished uh, in the paint shop so it was essentially my job to make sure when the car was painted we had to make sure because the the main body is painted in one area and then the small parts as they're called which are like the bumpers the wing mirrors the aerial cover the the, the you know the door sills the, all the little bits that go extra uh they're painted in a separate area so if you've got a car that's say moonbeam silver and it's being painted the main body has been painted on the main line and then in the small parts area, you've got the bumpers being painted as well. Last thing you want is for them to be different shades. And then when the car comes together, they just don't match. So it was kind of my job to make sure that that was correct. You know, to make sure that the colours matched. I had a device, place it on the on the car, and it would take multiple photos from multiple different angles of that one little area. And then you would download it onto a onto an online system this is so boring by the way <laughs> you download it onto an online system and then it would compare the the final product to the master copy that we had saved and then we do the exactly the same for the other bits and you could put those two bits together as well and make sure that they're okay before they get built up because the last thing you want is for them to be built up and then oh by the way it, it's off color so now you've got to unbuild it again so we can repaint it so yeah i uh I had a lot of people's expensive cars to deal with. It was my job to make sure they didn't leave the factory looking like patchwork. I am very sorry to any uh, car enthusiasts out there that uh, that were hoping to hear some enlighten en- <laughs> enlightening stuff about about cars on this section. For me, a car is something to get you from A to B. I don't care if you're an Audi or a Ford or a Bentley or a Fiat or a, I don't, I don't care. Are you not going to break down when I drive you? Good. Then I'm happy. Um, these people who, these people who soup up their engines, and I know I sound ridiculous saying it, but people, people do these things to their engines to make them, and they make them, it makes it sound like your car's going to die. Maybe I'm talking from a place of ignorance. Maybe this is cool in some communities. I I once had a, a hole in my exhaust and it needed repairing. And my car sounded like how some people purposely make their cars sound these days. It was making this horrible, deep, guttural sound. And I was like, huh, my car needs fixing. And when I was driving it, like some teen lads would be like, oh yeah, your car sounds sick, mate, yeah. No, it it, it sounds sick but not in the way that you mean it. I apologize. I don't know enough about cars to go any further than this. Let's move on to the next topic. (laughs) The topic is prisons. 
What a what a what a lovely light-hearted little segment we've got here. Prisons. Well, as you as as most of you know at this point, I uh, I'm very keen on two things that I guess could be represented through prisons. I'm very keen on true crime, and I'm very keen on the paranormal. The one thing that I one thing that I have noticed when I'm watching sort of paranormal programs is. And it's one of those things that kind of eats into the eats into this sort of persona of me being a skeptic. And maybe this is maybe being a little bit of a cynic. But you always find that paranormal places are dark, horrible places with bad history. And I, I get that this is one of the this is one of the things that, that, that paranormal believers and paranormal experts, so to speak, will uh, will, will we'll talk about is like ghosts will be left behind off the back of say traumatic experiences so that's that's quite often why you will get you know haunted prisons or haunted hospitals or you know haunted asylums for me personally that just looks like and what i'm 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 saying it looks like i'm not saying it is but from a skeptic's point of view that just looks like a rule that you've made up to help aid in 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 your in your paranormal sort of conspiracy i don't know if i've worded that correctly but what what i'm saying is when you go into uh into a into a place like a, a, an old abandoned hospital or a prison places where lots of people probably died lots of people probably had horrible experiences it's then in your unconscious mind to think this place is probably haunted. So then, any any time you turn a corner, and if you like, see, think you've seen something out of the corner of your eye, or think you've heard something down the hall, or think you feel something brushed past you, or oh, it got slightly colder over here, that's gonna feed your unconscious mind the information that this place is haunted. For me, as a skeptic, I have to ask the question: Why does it have to have been a traumatic experience for a ghost to be left behind? Because you hear, you hear other situations where people are, are haunted, so to speak, in their own homes by, by past grandparents. You know, oh, my granddad comes and sits on the end of my bed with me, speaks to me at night. That's nice. But very rarely did that person died in that house from a traumatic experience. Sometimes it just feels like rules have been made by paranormal believers to try and win their argument if you know what i mean and the reason i say this is because the reason the reason i'm putting this into the prison section is because when i'm watching paranormal programs so so often you'll see a prison oh we're going to the old eastern state penitentiary i think that's one of the most one of the most haunted places in the u.s or or like a, a an asylum and stuff i just that was a little rant I just decided to go on, and I I I didn't necessarily mean to, but it's just a thought I had when pri- when prisons came up, and I thought, hmm. The only thing I really know about prisons is what I've seen on paranormal programs, and I just then got on my high horse about oh, paranormal people tend to make up their own rules about what does and doesn't make a a a, a haunted location because essentially they need to try and make people believe they need to make up these rules to explain things so then people like like a skeptic will go 
Sorry, why is it only prisons and hospitals and asylums that seem to be really haunted? Oh, it's because, like, ghosts are left behind uh, from traumatic experiences. Okay, but, like, what about, like, when a ghost is, like, left behind of a of a grandparent who just comes to your house and sees you? Oh, well, that's, that, that's a love connection. That's a bond rather than a... Than a and it's, it just feels like there's always a rule. Like, and again, this is so far off the topic of prisons, but I'm just on my high horse now. I went to see a show called Paranormal Activity. It was hosted by Yvette Fielding. And again, this <laughs> I um I I, I I have no no dislike towards Yvette Fielding. She's just one of those people that will believe because she believes. That's all I'm saying. And if she wants to do that, then by all means do that. I went to see um she does a podcast called uh, Paranormal Activity. Go and listen to it. It is a brilliant podcast. And she did a live recording at the Lyceum Theatre in Crewe, where I live. And she asked to get some volunteers up on stage to do a Ouija board. And I was well up for going on stage. But she said, we don't want any sceptics up here. We don't want anyone who doesn't believe in ghosts. Because people who don't believe in... Because when, when you bring the energy of disbelief up onto the stage, the ghosts then don't want to... It, it makes it less... Uh, less attractive to ghosts to want to come up on stage and and show themselves and i just thought that's the biggest crock of shit i've ever heard in my life the reason ghosts don't appear in front of skeptics is because they don't believe and for me her saying that was was more fed into my theory of ghosts being psychological rather than paranormal you might say you saw a soldier come out of your wardrobe and stand at the end of your bed and you go that's paranormal that's a ghost i say it very easily could have been a hallucination or sleep paralysis or a kind of uh, waking dream where you're half in sleep half out of sleep and that's a skeptic's look at it if i woke up in the middle of the night and i saw someone stood at the end of my bed and then suddenly shook my head and they're gone i wouldn't go oh f- there's a ghost at the end of my bed i'd go Oh, that was a weird dream. And it's the difference between, you know, you as a a person, as a believer, if you already believe it, then there's more chance of you having a hallucination or having a psychological experience and accepting it as the paranormal. Whereas a skeptic will have a hallucination and go, oh, it was probably just a hallucination or a psychological phenomena. Rather, do you like... Do you see what I'm saying? And so when when a paranormal believer tells me as a paranormal skeptic, I'm not allowed to come up on stage because if I'm there, then it's unlikely a ghost will turn up. That feeds more into my theory that it is a psychological thing. Because as well, if... Oh, and this is just turning into a paranormal podcast now. I'll try and finish this quickly. Um, if, if I had have gone up on stage that night to do a Ouija board... I think that I think this is the reason why she didn't want a paranormal uh, a, a skeptic to go up is because if I'd have if I'd have gone up, there are ways to prove when someone is faking a Ouija board. This is my own personal opinion. I don't know if it's true. It's just you know theorizing. If I'd have gone up on stage, I could have proven whether one of the other people was moving it or not by themselves rather than a ghost. It's happened before. It can happen again. There are ways of proving whether someone is moving the planchette by themselves or whether it's being moved by a spirit, which, by the way, it never is.
Right, let's try and talk about prisons just quickly before we go. Um, Let's try and not make it paranormal. My wife, as part of her... um, as part of her job, has been... She gets to travel all over the world, and she went to San Francisco a couple of years ago, and from there, from there, she she could see... I don't know if she visited it. I, I can't even remember now. Um, but she could see Alcatraz, and uh, that's, that's a place I'd really love to go. <sighs> I am... I, I do apologise, because... Because I'm not a criminal, and because... I've never spent any time in a prison. I I can't really talk about actual prisons. I also have never watched any TV programs about prisons. You know, like Prison Break or Cell Block H or whatever it's called. That one that people seem to like watching, like going on about. So I, I can't even talk about that. I have to just talk about what I know. And I know that prisons are supposed to be haunted. So I'm just going to... I'm going to close this section now by... By putting out there, trying, I'm going to try and manifest. As I've as I've mentioned, I'm not wholly spiritual, but I believe in, I do believe in manifestation, and putting things out there into the world, and and making vision boards, and making things happen. Um, by using positivity, and by, um, like I said, I I see I see I see manifestation as a psychological phenomena rather than a spiritual phenomena. You look at it whichever way you want to look at it. That's the way I look at it. So I'm going to manifest now. As a paranormal skeptic, but a paranormal uh, enthusiast and a person who would like to create a life wherein he goes to get, does get to go to lots of paranormal places as the skeptic, as the voice of reason, I'm going to give you now a list of prisons that I would love to visit like a like a prison a haunted prison bucket list. Uh, first one is Shrewsbury Prison. I'll put that down there because it's not very far from my house at all. It's, it'll be quite easy to acquire because I I I see all the time on Facebook. I see like adv- adverts for come to Shrewsbury Prison with this paranormal group and we'll take you round uh, and 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 we'll tour you around this haunted prison. So Shrewsbury Prison, that'd be straight top of the bucket list because, like I said, that'd be easy, nice and easy easy to get to. Next one would be probably Eastern State Penitentiary. I've seen that one on a lot of paranormal shows, especially in the US. I say especially in the US. It's in the US. So, of course, it's in the US. But I mean on, like, US shows like Ghost Adventures and um, stuff like that. There is a prison... Is it called Shepton Prison or Shepton Mallet Prison? There's one that was on a TV program called Paranormal Lockdown. And that's Nick Groff, uh, who was one of the original Ghost Adventures gang. Uh, and he made a, a different program called Paranormal Lockdown, where he and a friend who, I can't, I can't remember her name, is in a Katrina or something. Him and uh, this, this other paranormal investigator would go and they would literally get locked inside for 48 hours and i think there was there was a prison that they went to i want to say it was in manchester or yorkshire and please do um get in touch if you if you know which one i'm on about and if it's, it's the wrong one or whatever but they um there was actually a very compelling piece of evidence that was that was caught there and i'm all i'm saying is if it wasn't faked then then i would say yep unexplained but basically there's a room where there's like a hangman's noose 
and it obviously was the room where when when capital punishment was still a thing in the uk it was obviously the room where they would have hanged people and this noose still hangs there i don't think it's the original i don't, I don't think it's the original noose noose <laughs> i don't think it's the original noose uh, i do think it's a prop one that they've put in there for for tours and things but there's one point where nick is in the room all by himself and then the the rope is very still and it just moves but not like it's not like it's a breeze where it just like starts slowly swinging in the breeze or like a draft it jolts and then starts swinging it's very odd so unless it was faked and i have to say this as a skeptic unless it was faked that's quite a peculiar find for me personally and the reason i have to say unless it's faked is because as i said i wasn't there i don't know what the situation was i I've, I've explained it a hundred times. Of course, also, I'd like to go and visit Alcatraz. That's supposed to be super haunted. In fact, do you know what? Manifest this now, because this is one of my, what probably top of my bucket list, is I'd love to step foot on every single American state. So, if this podcast takes off, and if I manage to get myself some kind of paranormal deal, I would like to visit every single American state and visit a haunted prison in each state. Let's be honest, it's America. There is going to be at least one haunted prison in every single state. Let's not kid ourselves, kids. There we go. And uh, I think I'll leave it there for today. Tough one, prisons. But that's the card I get dealt in choosing to do a podcast where I don't know what topics I'm going to be talking about. So that's me talking about prisons, but really just talking about ghosts and shit. Thank you very much for listening. If you've got any comments, questions, topic suggestions, or if you just want to start a conversation with me about any of the topics that I've ever talked about on this podcast, then you can send them my way at don'tknowwhatpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on all of my social media adventures. I've got a Facebook page now for the podcast. I've got a YouTube channel now for the podcast where you can go and subscribe. There aren't any videos up yet, but there will be in time. I also have a personal Instagram page, uh, an Instagram page for the podcast. I also have a TikTok page, which now is 100% dedicated to the paranormal. If you enjoy hearing me talk about ghosts and stuff, then head over and follow me on there. I'm also toying with the idea of coming up with an actual paranormal podcast so watch this space uh and and potentially be seeing one of those come out within the next year or so it's it's literally it's a it's a it's it's in my head at the minute and and that's as far as it's gone i would like a co-host for that one though so i'm uh i'm in talks watch this space if you could please drop me a five-star review and uh on your podcasting app if it allows it then give me a little bit of uh a little bit of support, a little bit of uh, verbal support. You can post your thoughts, feelings, emotions about what you think about the podcast. Pop them in the little comment section if your podcasting app allows it. And join me again on Monday when I could be talking about literally anything. Bye-bye. <laughs>